preach this week, and I'm so thankful and humbled that he would entrust us to do just that. I give honor to he, to his wife, and to this church. And I agree 100% with what he said. God cannot move past your expectation. We say nothing hinders God. Oh yeah, something does. The one you're sitting beside. We hinder God. The only limitation he knows is our faith. Because without it, it is impossible to please him. So I don't want to be his hindrance. I don't want to be his limitation. I want to be his help. Job chapter 1, if you have your Bibles. Job, the first chapter, we're going to pick it up at verse number 13. Give honor to my wife, my children, my family. I'll be honest, we need more than revival this week. We need a move of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We need a stirring. We need a shaking. Yes, we do. Job chapter 1, verse 13. There was a day when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And there came a messenger unto Job and said, The oxen were plowing. The asses feeding beside them. The sapings fell upon them and took them away. Yea, they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword. And I only am escaped alone to tell them. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The fire of God has fallen from heaven and hath burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came also another, and said the Chaldeans made out three bands, fell upon the camels, and have carried them away, yea, and slain the servants with the edge of the sword, And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came another and said, Thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And behold, there came a 
the four corners of the house and fell upon the young men and they are dead and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. In just six verses, Job has lost everything. So watch his What's his next move? What does he do now? Verse 20, then Job arose. That's the first thing he did. He did, he got up. He rent his mantle, shaved his head, fell down upon the ground, and worshipped. Even in the taking of God, he worshiped. I want to preach today nothing left but praise. Would you lift your hands? Would you lift your voice? Ask the Holy Ghost to help us today. God, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your touch. Lord. God, you are worthy of all praise and all worship, Lord. We pray, God, you have your way, Lord, in this place this morning, God. Have your perfect way, Lord. Speak to our hearts. Speak to our lives, God. Change us, transform God, do it only you can do here today, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Anoint us. your name, Lord. Bless your worship. You may be seated. We pick up the life of Job. We move into this book. We meet a man whom the Bible says was perfect. He was upright. He was one that feared God and stayed away from evil. Born unto Job was seven sons, Three dollars. His substance consisted of seven thousand sheep, three thousand camels, five hundred yoke of oxen, five hundred she asses, and then the writer simply puts and a very great household. In fact, the Bible even tells us of Job that he was the greatest of all the men of the East. Man's testimony of Job was he's the greatest in the East. As far as man is concerned, 
Look as far as you can in the east, and you find none greater than Job. Yeah. He's the greatest man of the east. Every day when the sun would rise, Job would fall on his face and stand in the gap, not for necessarily the sin of his children, but just the possibility of their wrongdoings. Job was a favored man. He was a blessed man. He was a prosperous man. Seemingly, he was a preferred man. But there was a day. There was a day. How many understand there's power in a day? That one seemingly not enough time in 24 hours. There's power in one day. There's power in one phone call. One text message can turn your life upside down. There was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them. You need to be aware that blessing is a target. Favor is a target. Because the devil will always target those who God blesses. That's right, amen. There was a day that that the conversation begins to happen between God and Satan. And just for a moment, let's eavesdrop in on this conversation between these two powers. God asks the devil, ask Satan, where have you been? What have you been doing? And the answer to that question from God to Satan was, I have been going to and fro in the earth. And I've been walking up and down in it. I don't believe God just accidentally, nonchalantly, without knowing the answer, asked the devil, what have you been doing? If he knows the end from the beginning, he knew what the answer was going to be before the question was ever asked. But purposely, he posed the question to Satan, where have you been? Knowing the answer would be, I've been moving to and fro in the earth. Little did the devil know with those few unimportant words he sealed his own demise. Little did he know when he answered it with those words I've been moving up and down in the earth. I've been going to and fro. With those words, he sealed his own fate. Because way back in creation, when God picked up a handful of dirt and breathed life into man, and man became a living soul, God said to 
the earth and have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, the creeper thing. Watch it now. And over everything that moves on the earth. God said, if I'm going to make man, I'm going to design man to have dominion over everything that moves on the earth. So when the devil looked at God and answered the question, what have you been doing by saying, I've been going to and fro in the earth and walking up and down. Baby, you can't walk without moving. God told man, I'm going to give you dominion over everything that moves on. And Satan is saying, I've been moving on the earth. He's sealed his own demise. He's signed his own faith with his own words. If he's moving, you got dominion over him. If he's walking, you got authority over him. My servant Job, remember what man said. That's why I was so repetitive for you would remember. He's the greatest in the East. 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 He's the greatest in the East. But God said to Satan, have you considered Job? There's none like him in the earth. I would rather God's testimony of me be better than man's testimony of me. Because yeah. frankly, I don't give a flip what man thinks about me, but I want to know what does God say about right. me. Yeah. Yeah. Man says there's not like him in the east, but God says, oh no, there's not like him in the whole world. Yeah. Come on. God, have mercy. Come on. Right. And Satan says, well, as a matter of fact, God, yeah, I have. I've looked his way. I've thought about him, but I'm not an idiot. I, I know why he lives for you. I know why he serves you. Look at everything you give him. Right. Look at his houses and his cars and his friends and his substance and his children and his silver and his gold and his riches and his fame and his popularity. I know why he serves you. Because of what you give. But as soon as you start taking, he'll curse you to your face. God said, you know what? I, I'd like to try that out. I'll try that spirit. So, so devil, I will give you some power to mess with Job's life. Just don't take his life. Right. Even that there is revelation that God understood Job doesn't define life by his stuff. That you can take all that he has, but he's still going to have life. Yeah. I wonder if we define life by how much money we got. Right. Yeah. 
And that's why we take a second job that will keep us at a church just to have enough money. Because that's what we think life is about. Man, you're quiet today. Do we define life by our friends? Do we define life by the style of clothes we wear? Do we define life by the cars we drive? Some of you were shouting during the singing. You ain't even saying amen during the preaching. We got to get together. I thought you wanted revival. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm trying to be serious. God said you can mess with his life. Just don't take his life. And so in one day, he goes from the greatest of the east to the greatest of the earth. To someone nobody wants to be like. He goes from having everything to losing all things. But amazingly, if if you follow the scripture I read and you looked at it closely, you would see that that, that there's a discrepancy in what Job thinks he has. Because the Bible said that that a messenger came to Job and the messenger told Job, you've lost this and you've lost that and I'm the only one that's escaped. But while he was speaking, there came another and said, you've lost this and you've lost that and I'm the only one left. But while he was speaking, there came another. Yeah, yeah. Amen. And said, you lost this and you lost that. And I'm the only one left. Job should have stopped and said, no, you're not. Because the last messenger said he was the only one left. And the messenger before that said he was the only one left. And the messenger after you thinks he's the only one left. What do you say? I'm saying Job had more with him than what he was being told he had with him. He had some stuff left. He didn't lose it all. He had some people left. You're not as depressed as the United States you think you are. You're not as alone as hell's made you convinced you. Come on, you're not by yourself like the devil's convinced you you are. You got some stuff left. You got some people Praise the Lord. Come on. The first three boys she named. 
his wife. The one person he should be able to rely on. Uh His wife says, curse God and die. So that means with those words there's only two options. Curse him and die or praise him and live. Amen. Amen. Look at you, Job. You've lost everything. Come on. And the one you serve is the one that took it from you. Right. And Job said, baby, let me explain this to you. Naked came I out of my mother's womb. Naked shall I return. The Lord gives. And the devil takes. No. No. That's how we testify. God blesses us with a new car and we testify. God's good. His mercies are everlasting. But when the car tears up, the devil's been on my back. Come on. Come on. Amen. Church is growing. People's getting the Holy Ghost. Altars are full. Pews are full. God's good. God's doing great things. But people start leaving and go to another church where they're proselyting. Come on. Come on. But Job got the revelation. The Lord gives. And the Lord takes. That's a revelation we ain't got to. But when the bad stuff gets here, we blame the devil. We blame people. We blame flesh. We blame hell. You know why? Because we ain't got Job's revelation. The Lord gives and the Lord takes. But baby, let me explain this to you. Whether he's given or he's taken, bless him. Be the name. Stay 
And because Job was able to keep his worship intact, even when his world was falling apart, his story doesn't end in the tragedy of shattered dreams. But the Bible says the latter end of Job was greater. Yeah, yeah, amen. But he wound up with twice as much as he had before. Some people believe that the sons and the daughters that came back, depending on what commentary you go with, they'll tell you that God resurrected those sons and daughters he had lost and brought them back to Job. Others will tell you that it was new sons and daughters. But to me, it doesn't matter. Either you're getting something back or you're getting something new. But it's a reason to rejoice. Folks, that didn't happen because of what his name was or what church he went to. It happened because he still had praise left. Yeah. I don't care how big a church is or how great of a location a church is in without praise going on. That's good. Amen. I can tell you who's not there, God. Right. Because it's praise that He inhabits. Yes. So no praise, no God. Right. Well, I dress holy. Who cares? No praise, no God. Right. Right. I read my Bible five hours a day. Who cares? No praise, no God. Well, I fast five days a week. So what? No praise, no God. Come on, we gotta stop going by what man preaches to us and get our nose back in the book and realize it's praise that God lives in. It's praise that God dwells in. So if you want God, praise Him. You only got two options. Have church with God or have church without God. So either you praise or you don't pray. As for me and my house, you're not keeping me quiet. You're not keeping my mouth closed. You're not keeping my hands locked. Oh my God, it ain't like that now. Come on. Let me help you. Those 
those who say God can and those who say God cannot are both right. Because it's not up to what God can do, it's up to what you think God can do. That's right. Come on. Y'all have mercy. Amen. That's why the pool, that's why the man at the pool of Bethesda was asked the question, Will thou be made whole? Not do you think I can do it? Not do you think I'm able, but do you want me to do it? Because revival is pretty simple. If you want it, you'll have it. Come on. Years of evangelizing. I've never had one person to come up to me 
after church and say, Brother Atkins, I'm sorry I didn't pray like I should. I just don't feel good. Never had one person tell me, I'm sorry I didn't give like I should have been the offering. I've just had a bad day. Countless times they walk up to me. I'm sorry I didn't worship like I should. The devil's been on my back. I'm sorry I didn't respond and praise like I should. I just got a lot going on in my life. So the one thing that God promised to live in is the one thing we make excuses not to do. Right, man. That's Come on. Come on. That's good. Who put that voice in your head? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Before you ever came to church, the voice is already saying, you know it's just a Sunday morning. Come on. Yeah. I mean, you got all week long to get with you. You can just take it easy today. Uh-huh. Who do you think told you that? Come on, preach it. The very one who used to be the worship leader in heaven told you that.